Many Democrats, Hillary Clinton supporters, are those just suspicious and feel who gives a, you know, who cares about your damn emails, as Bernie Sanders said, um, felt some, I don't know, level of relief, perhaps vindication, and had a told-you-so moment. On Friday, or Sunday, excuse me, on Sunday, FBI Director James Comey said that the Bureau had completed its examination of newly discovered emails connected to Hillary Clinton, an inquiry that had thrown her and her race and her bid for the White House off for days, nine days. And they found nothing, nothing to alter its decision from months ago in the summer. And their decision then, as it is now and stands, was not to and is not to seek charges against the former Secretary of State for her use of a private email server. Here's what he wrote in a letter to Congressional Committee Chairman. I write to supplement my October 28, 2016 letter that notified you the FBI would be taking additional investigative steps with respect to former Secretary of State Clinton's use of a personal email server. Since my letter, the FBI investigative team has been working around the clock to process and review a large volume of emails from a device obtained in connection with an unrelated criminal investigation. During that process, we reviewed all of the communications that went to or from Hillary Clinton while she was Secretary of State. Based on our review, we have not changed our conclusions that we expressed in July with respect to Secretary Clinton. I am very grateful to the professionals at the FBI for doing an extraordinary amount of high-quality work in a short period of time. Sincerely yours, James B. Comey, Director. So many people would say this is an obvious or looks like an obvious jumping of the gun with the initial letter very vague to Congress that James Comey put forth October 28th. I'm sure it's fake. But there are pictures of James Comey's house today with Trump's Pence signs in the front yard. And he is a registered Republican. There are people that have worked in the FBI or do work in the FBI and remain anonymous that say the FBI wants Trump president. They can't stand Hillary and they're trying to have an investigation. So much so that the whole reason, the whole reason that the FBI started an investigation was because of a book written by a conservative and blogs that come from places like Breitbart. Do you know that? So much so that we have people talking about opening investigations, inquiries, even talking words like indictment over WikiLeaks dumps that we know by over a dozen high-ranking officials in security who have said in our government Russia hacked into the system and Russia provided those emails to Julian Assange, who has admitted he hates Hillary Clinton, has a personal vendetta against her, wants to take her down, hates women, has not one but two rape charges of rape, allegations of rape against him. And we were just talking off the air. As of late, these WikiLeaks email dumps have been like tabloid. If there were any claims to any of this ridiculousness, pedophilia, these people would be locked up. They would be handcuffed. And not just by the FBI. You know, when Bill Clinton was president, they tried Nanny Gate, and that failed. Travel Gate, that failed. Whitewater Gate, that failed. Paula Jones, well, maybe there was a, you know, succeeding by writing a check. And by the way, that doesn't mean you're guilty. 
I know people, friends of my husband's, that are physicians that wrote a check just to make the damn thing go away and reduce their stress level on themselves and their families. Happens all the time in litigation. But I just, I mean, there's so much to talk about with regard to this and in this FBI email. And you might say, but Leslie, what does WikiLeaks have to do with it? It all plays into the same narrative. Which is, if your last name's Clinton, you must be dirty. You must be a crook. And it also plays into how the media, there's, there's a joke, there's an SNL skit that I laughed so hard at. And it's funny, but it's also sad because it's so true. It showed somebody playing Erin Burnett from CNN, and she is interviewing Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you know, played by Oh, this was from Saturday. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. This is so funny. If we find a piece of that, we should play it. I'll take a look now. Um, But what, you know, basically they show, like, Donald Trump kissing an FBI member, and she goes, did you see that he kissed an FBI? And she goes, well, we don't see. There's not enough information for us to cover that. Let's talk about your emails. And they just keep going on. So hopefully we can find it and we'll play it. Because even if you can't see it, although watching it's much funnier, i got to admit, we definitely can, uh, can, can play it. But, you know, here's the deal. There was no criminal act. There are people out there that say if Hillary Clinton becomes president, uh, Obama will will pardon her. Let's be clear. You can't pardon somebody unless they've been convicted of a crime or have a sentence. She has not been convicted of crime. She's not even been charged with a crime by anyone. And I'll go to Vegas betting she won't. There is not an investigation into the Clinton Foundation. I know you all think there is because media has been misreporting it. And online, there's a bunch of BS in blogs that are not truth. They're urban legends. Let me tell you what really happened. An FBI official went to the Department of Justice thinking there may have been something dirty with the Clinton Foundation. And the prosecutors looked into the information and said, there's not enough, there's not even enough evidence to do an investigation, never mind to put forth an indictment. Well, people go, if Hillary Clinton's president, it's going to be an indictment. She's going to be indicted first, indicted president, sitting president. Bull crap! There will not be an indictment from the FBI. They said it in the summer. They said it yesterday. This has got to be the most embarrassing political presidential year of our time. Some people say these are the two most hated candidates. Really? Well, voter turnout is in record numbers. So maybe there's something to be said about being hated. Years ago, Howard Cosell was the most loved and most hated guy on television. You know what that meant? Everybody knew who he was. He may have been a polarizing figure, but people had an opinion one way or the other. And people want to blame Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton for the divisiveness of this campaign. And you know what I say? I blame a lot of the media and the government like the the FBI officials, I'm sorry. But, I mean, the FBI's job is to investigate and then bring forth charges. And even though I think Anthony Weiner is scum, and I have no idea if he did or did not sext that underage 15-year-old girl who is now 16, and whether you like Hillary Clinton or not, and whether you like Huma Abedin or not, or want to believe again all the right-wing crazy blogs because her parents are Muslim and so they want to say nasty things about her, Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, 
Hillary Clinton and that girl all have what you and I have, which is called a constitutional right to due process, a presumption of innocence until found and proven guilty. And none of those people have been charged. And like that young girl said, the FBI, you were supposed to protect me. And a government organization should never, and I don't care if it was Donald Trump, should never be involved in altering the political process. I mean, look what happened with the Trump Foundation. The district attorney of New York months ago said, you got to stop all activity because we need to do an investigation because there have been things brought to our attention which don't smell right. They didn't shut them down. And you didn't hear about it on the news 24-7. Yet the Clinton Foundation, which does not have any open investigation or any subpoenas for such. FBI has uh, confirmed that. Clinton Foundation has confirmed that. That's not what you hear in the media, do you? They keep talking about the ongoing Clinton investigation. The ongoing Clinton Foundation. No. And by the way, did you know there are two Clinton Clinton Foundations? Yeah, there are two. Uh, Hillary and Bill have a foundation just with them with their own money where they write checks. And then there is the huge Clinton Foundation that Hill, uh, that Chelsea's name's on. Today, there were people saying that WikiLeaks said that the Clinton Foundation paid for Chelsea Clinton's $4 million wedding with money. Let me tell you something. There's one thing that you may not like the Clintons, but there's one thing I think we'd all agree. They're smart. And even if you think they're crooks, they're not stupid to put a direct path from the Clinton Foundation to money paid for their daughter's wedding, even if they were guilty of it, you wouldn't be able to find it. Because according to all of you that hate her, everybody who could testify against her would die. It seems to be one guy who has an issue with Hill, uh, Clint, Chelsea, called her a spoiled brat, emailed about her. It just amazes me. And if WikiLeaks were not about interfering in our political process and taking down Hillary Clinton, then why aren't we seeing emails about Donald Trump's campaign? Or his freaking well? tax returns. Well, I know that, that you have a hair up across your butt about that. Yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying WikiLeaks, you know, Wiki, WikiLeaks, I mean, let's be honest. There are 75 open, open lawsuits with Donald Trump, either where he's suing or being sued, okay? Out of 4,000, by the way. 75 that are open at this moment in time. There will be more. Tomorrow... Gloria Allred's daughter, Lisa Bloom, who I'm friendly with, who is an attorney, there will be yet another woman coming out with accusations. Now, this amazes me. There's a woman that said that Donald Trump raped her when she was 13 years of age, and not once but twice she withdrew the suit because she was afraid. She doesn't want to be made public, and she said there were threats made on her life. And everybody says, see, he's innocent. Juanita Broderick, twice under oath, withdrew and reneged her accusation of Bill Clinton, yet he's a rapist. Unbelievable hypocrisy. Unbelievable double standards. And whether you like the Clintons or not, there has never been, in my opinion, and in my lifetime, or even in history, the amount of crap thrown at this man, this woman, and now their daughter to try and take this couple down. And people say, it won't stop. No, it won't stop in the House when she's president. It won't. It won't. And you better think about that before you vote tomorrow. Because if you want your time wasted and your tax dollars spent 
on things that will lead to nothing. There have been 17 bipartisan investigations on Benghazi. 17 out of 17 found she is not guilty. She did her job and she did nothing that made those people lose their lives. She is not responsible for that. After interrogation, interrogation, 11 hours interrogating her, they did not find, what did they find? Stupid, careless, reckless, nothing criminal. So let me ask you some questions. Was FBI Director Comey mistaken in sending his letter to Congress, vague letter to Congress 10 days ago, before reviewing the newly discovered emails? Remember people, you go, you know, you got to read it to see what's in it. And they went with that. You heard that over and over and over and over. You probably even, you know, how many of you know the line by heart? You got to read it to see what's in it. You got to read it to see what's in it. And before going forward with the damn public and going, you know, and then, and then media, even NPR and Politico, shame on them, said there's a reopening of the investigation. BS, there was no reopening. There's an investigation, criminal investigation into Anthony Weiner. Okay, period. What the hell does, really, am I responsible, seriously, uh, Mark, I hope you're okay. If Mark's wife kills somebody, am I responsible for that? Even Mark's not responsible for that. You, you know, I mean, come on. Was FBI Director Comey mistaken in sending his vague letter to Congress 10 days ago before reviewing the newly discovered emails? Even people who hate Hillary Clinton, like uh, Judge Jeanine or, you know, uh, Anthony, uh, Judge uh, Napolitano, and they may not hate her. They're not her biggest fans. They said wrong for them to have done. What do you think? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, how different would the public reaction have been if the FBI's first letter was the one yesterday saying, hey, we've got new emails that we found in a criminal investigation into an alleged sexting, uh, you know, from Anthony Weiner. And guess what? Everything that came to her from Hillary was a duplicate. So we maintain our, you know, the, the, the stance that we took in the summer that there is no indictment. There is no criminal uh, behavior. There will be no arrest. Okay. How different would it be? If the FBI's first letter was yesterday's letter. 8886 Leslie. In other words, they did their job, which is investigate and then report your findings. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. How much will the past 10 days of negative press for what ended up being a non-issue hurt Secretary Clinton and Democrats in the Senate in the final vote tally tomorrow evening? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And now that the FBI has cleared Secretary Clinton not once but twice. Are you ready to be done talking about those damn emails? As Bernie Sanders called them, I am. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. And by the way, if they were really hit taking hits on people, Julian Assange would be dead. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's have some chat right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall, and this is your show of, for, and by you, the people, talking about the second clearing of Hillary Clinton yesterday. Should the FBI had sent the letter yesterday? And by the way, should they have sent anything? Shouldn't they do an investigation privately? I mean, come on, there is a young girl who might have been the victim 
of uh, sexting and God knows what from Anthony Weiner. Pick up the phone and join me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We are talking about this. And uh, how badly do you think Hillary will be hurt by this or affected by this uh, tomorrow and Democrats in the Senate? And I say that because obviously uh, this had nothing to do with Donald Trump. And honestly, it really had nothing to do with Hillary Clinton either. It has to do with Anthony Weiner. Uh, let's get to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. Uh, we started off with uh, Barbara in Arizona, line three. Barbara, good afternoon. Hi. Okay. Um, I was watching uh, for the 100th time um, All the President's Men, and Deep Throat had, if you just read the dialogue from Deep Throat, that it, it, it's, this is a covert operation, and it in, it is involves the entire intelligence community, CIA, FBI. Um, I'm not going to read it all, but it, it, it leads everywhere. Um, the truth is these guys are not very bright, and things got out of hand. Um, but the thing that got me is the covert operations is what they were protecting, not the break-in. And the covert operations are what Julian Assange, Comey, Putin, and Giuliani, it, you just change the names from Halderman, Ehrlichman, Mitchell, D, whatever. And that's what you've got here, and it's a crime. And and if you see what they did during Watergate, they bugged offices, they followed people. Okay, wait, you make, you're make you saying a lot of information. We've got to take a break. Hang on, I want to get more. I want to hear more from you right after this. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. Hang tight. about the FBI's revelation yet again that Hillary Rodham Clinton is not a criminal. There's no indictment, and there will not be. Barbara in Arizona, line three, you were talking about all the president's men, Watergate, and other things. Go ahead and finish up, Barbara. Line three, good afternoon. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to continue, you know, the what was actually said in the record by Deep Throat, which was uh, they planted uh, false press lease, uh, leaks, uh, uh, the fake letters, uh, they um, got into democratic private lives, they planted spies, they stole documents. Uh, this is pretty much what WikiLeaks, Putin, um, the uh, Chaffetz, uh, Giuliani, just change the names. It's the same action. These guys, it's an international covert operation. Well, that's interesting. Instead of breaking into an office, which back in the day when they didn't have computers and internet, now they're break, you know, and going into people's files and, you know, stealing what was written by them. Yep, they're doing that now, specifically to the at the desk of John Podesta. That's a very good point that you make. Yeah, and they all should be in jail. And, and that uh, uh, Comey is, uh, you know, their spokesperson. He's their dirty... The dirty guy to get all this stuff out. He's he's Don Segretti, and Don Segretti went to jail. All right, very good, uh, Barbara. Very good uh, point there. A little uh, connecting to the dots. Like it. Thank you. Let's go to line two in Peterborough, England, where Christian joins us. Christian, good afternoon. How are you? Welcome. Good evening, Leslie from England. It's very dark here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just wanted to raise a couple of things. The first thing is that you mentioned earlier what kind of it's an embarrassment. As an American living in England, I can tell you it's an international embarrassment to have Donald Trump running for president. People ask me constantly, how on earth could this man be running for president? 
Even and even more so to the Brits than when George Bush was reelected. Remember the front page of the uh, the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is that I'm surprised that people haven't drawn the line between Julian Assange and the Russians yet. He used to have a show on Russia Today, so he was oh, directly true. in the pay of the Kremlin at that point. That's another thing. The other element is, is that I come from. I'm living in the land of Brexit, and Trump calls himself Mr. Brexit. I think people need to understand what the consequences of that are. Since the Brexit vote, we've had a 41% increase in racial violence in this country. Polish immigrants in particular have been targeted. They've been beaten up. They've received hostile notes. There have been incidents of arson. Trump has already telegraphed some of this uh, hatred outwards. For example, he was in Minnesota the other day, I believe, and he was talking about Somali immigrants and saying they were horrible and so on. This is Britain, where we have fewer guns. If Trump wins, what happens? The Brexit, uh, you would think that the FBI, in its mission to try and serve and protect the public, would not want an agent of chaos like Trump to succeed. I beg everybody in the United States who doesn't want that sort of chaos, and I and repeat again, 41% increase in racial incidents in the United Kingdom since the Brexit vote. Don't vote for a man who says that he believes that he is Mr. Brexit, or the U.S. election will be Brexit times 10. I'm living in that time. I live in that space. You don't want it. And not only that, um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. My, my best friend lives in London. She lives in a Swiss cottage just near Primrose Hill and uh, Bellsides Park. And, um, you know, she, uh, look, it, she, she was in favor of leave, and now... You know, she has a bit of regret about that. But she also says there's no comparison between Brexit and our election when you look at the polls. And, you know, I know people want that because they want Trump. Uh, Because you're an American overseas, though, if you're sitting there, somebody looking at you may not say, oh, he's an American. Um, Everybody shops online at the same stores now worldwide, pretty much. Um, What are you what are you hearing uh, about the opinion in the UK, I mean specifically in in London where you live, in England where you live, in England where you live, what what are you hearing about the opinion about not only Trump but Trump supporters as you sit on maybe a stool in a pub or coffee shop and you and you hear chatter around you or maybe friends and coworkers of yours? I, I must admit, people can't believe it. They simply cannot believe that a man who says what he says because uh, if Trump said a tenth of what he said in British politics, he would have been done a long time ago. He would have been finished. There is no way that he could have gotten away with the things that he said, the things that he's done, the financial malfeasance, and so on. He would be finished. People have a very low tolerance for lying in their politicians, which is probably why the people who promoted Brexit will eventually be undone, because some of the promises they made will not come to pass. But they they simply can't believe it. I'm doing a Ph.D. at Loughborough University. And I had a talk with my supervisors earlier today, and they basically said, well, what are you doing for Election Day? They said, well, I'm having some friends over tomorrow night. And, they, and I said, uh, if Hillary wins, we're all going to celebrate being alive. And they laughed. That's the sort of laughter of people who feel like a bit of gallows humor. People are very, very con- are, are laughing about it, but they're very worried underneath. People don't talk about this, but Biden went to Riga in August. And the reason for that was because Trump mentioned that he was rethinking NATO, that he would only go if he was paying, if the the NATO alliance was paying for itself, and so on. 
and the, the people in the Baltic states who are on the front line of the Russians wow. were very worried, and so Biden went to reassure them, to tell them that, don't worry, the word of the United States is good. When Trump spouts off, words matter. When Trump spouts off, dictators get the wrong idea, and they think that they can encroach on other people who are free and want to stay so. So he's not only an embarrassment, he's dangerous. No, he's, and, and we hear that. I mean, we have that for Republicans. We hear that from leaders on an international level. Before I let you go, one last thing. What is the general feeling about Hillary? And I, I ask, because you're an American, and some, and even though, um, you know, people, you know, it does cross the pond, the uh, politics and the rhetoric and uh, the crooked Hillary and things like that, what, what do people uh, generally say or feel about Hillary uh, that aren't American that, you know, you work in, uh, you know, live alongside? The, the, anger, uh, the anger against Hillary is not understood. Um, people don't understand why people are so absolutely furious with her, and they don't get the whole tension over the emails. They simply don't get it. It doesn't register. And considering the fact, and considering all the things that Trump has done, people wonder why there's, there's so much heavy emphasis on Hillary's emails in comparison, which seems an esoteric matter compared to all of Trump's problems. Yeah, very, very true. Oh, call us again, uh, you know, and... Okay, uh, you know, uh, and I would imagine you already mailed in your uh, your your ballot because you're overseas, correct? I did that a long time ago, and it was the easiest ballot I've ever cast. All right. Thank you, Christian. G- good talking to you. Uh, have a good day. Thank you. Or evening. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, line one where Cliff is in Norfolk, Virginia, listening on uh, the TuneIn app. Hey, Cliff. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Oh, good afternoon, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. So what's your thoughts on this? Well, I think in relation to the the whole e- email extravaganza, I think what we have to realize is that this whole movement with the email is really an idea, a concept that really gains traction in that right-wing bubble machine, which is the same right-wing bubble machine that really led to the growth of a Donald Trump. And it's so filled with misinformation and conjecture and innuendo and and, and, and disinformation. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it plays on people's uh, inherent biases, xenophobia, racism, sexism. And really, when you think about it, these, these, these controversies that are spewed out by this bubble really are mechanisms to allow people who are low-information voters or people that have um, hate in their heart to... to focus on, opposed to really doing investigating and looking at the facts and the truth. Because, like you said earlier, in that whole incident of reopening the case, which really wasn't a reopening of the case, it was just looking at the emails that were on Anthony Weiner's computer. They weren't even emails that Hillary sent or received herself. So the people who completely you know, misconstrued the facts and stayed focused on the right-wing talking points that germinated in that echo chamber that they exist in. Well, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm I'm hopeful that the noise is not necessarily the reality and I say that because a lot of the noise whether it be about email or other alleged scandals um, you know, has been louder than the truth. Well, this this is what I think. I think that the people who are anti-Hillary, and I'll just classify them from that standpoint, I think they are an extremely loud group of people. I think they're an extremely rambunctious group of people. I think their ideas uh, consume an extraordinary amount of attention 
and our media apparatus, but they are in the minority. And I think tomorrow what we're going to see is we're going to see a fully weaponized democratic political apparatus unleash itself upon the Republican Party. Uh, I just think the assets that Hillary has at her disposal, a sitting president that's had his highest approval rating in years, an economy that is humming uh, with low job growth, low gas numbers, stock market at high levels, um, just her, her wide array of surrogates, both in the political realm and the entertainment space, uh, her ground game, which is a third incarnation of the Obama, the Obama political offense that he deployed in 2008 and 2012. I just think there are too many structural and strategic advantages that Hillary has at her disposal for her not to win. And we're already seeing remnants of that uh, with the early vote numbers in Florida, in Nevada, in North Carolina. Uh, I think a lot of the noise that you hear is what it is, noise. And I think when it's down to blocking and tackling of politics, which is ground game, which is your turnout operations, you're going to see that fully um, um, deployed tomorrow. And Hillary will be the 45th president of the United States of America. Like I said to a guy at Fox the other day who said that at 9 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow night, uh, Hillary will be uh, named the first female president. I said, you just made me tingle. You just made me tingle in a very good way, sir. Uh, Thank you. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back and take more of your calls. By the way, I hope I can hold it together. I am on the air um, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, which is 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., They'll probably be calling the election uh, midnight or later within the time that I'm on the air on Fox Business Channel. And I'm worried that I'm, I'm going to cry because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an emotional chick. I, I admit it. I got to hold it together. What do you think, Marky Mark? If I cry, will I get fired? What do you think will happen? No, <laughs> I think for, for the first female president, I think anybody who's not, I, I'm going to be crying either way with the results. Put yes, it that I way. Am It'll too. be a I different just, kind. I hope it's going to be tears of joy a good cry, than hopefully. tears of yeah. depression. Yeah. I hear you. And sadness and misery. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Okay, well, let's get to what's obviously the big story of the week. Please be his taxes, please be his taxes, please be his taxes. Secretary Clinton's emails. All everybody wants to talk about, even there's no there there. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get back to the calls. Thank you for holding in your patience. We like to give you your time. Uh, Everybody uh, there, we just finished with, uh, did we finish with uh, Cliff? Yes. So now we go to Paul in Woodenville, Washington on line one, uh, listening on our website, lesliemarshallshow.com, our stream. Uh, And uh, thank you, Paul, for uh, joining us and uh, good to talk to you. What's your take? Uh, Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? Happy Monday to you. Thank you. Is this Paul? It sounds like Reggie. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Is okay. Paul's on four. Reggie will be back to you. I recognize your voice. Paul in Woodenville, Washington, on four. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon. I'm here. Nice to nice to talk to you, Leslie. You too, Paul. Okay. Uh, well, some previous callers have have made some excellent comments about the FBI. I hope the new Clinton administration has the backbone to open an investigation rather than try to say, oh, we need to heal the country because there was criminal activity here. No, I, I agree, but you know what? I'm going to bet she doesn't, and I'll tell you why. You're right. You're and, right. And I'll tell you a, a few reasons why. If I were her, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Although I don't agree with Barack Obama's decision not to further probe and investigate torture within the CIA, which to me is a, a bigger offense, much bigger than this. Um, I understand starting with a clean slate, 
and wanting to play nice with people that you need uh, to work with and have the cooperation of, um, you know, especially, you know, because of the, the climate that we're in. And three, it's a waste of time and taxpayer money. Well, that, that's probably true. But I'm glad you didn't say for the sake of healing the country. Because to That's answer, not going to heal the country. No. It's Either gonna, way, it's not going to heal the country, whether no, you have an investigative probe or not. The country's not going to get healed. And I'll tell you why. Uh, and maybe it shouldn't be. I was thinking about this. I know that might seem surprising coming from me, but <laughs> look at it this way. I mean, I'm usually somewhat reasonable, I think. <laughs> uh, but look at it this way. Donald Trump, uh, will he concede? I uh, kind of. It'll be in the style of a political apology type thing of, well, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. That's right. He will say, oh, yeah, maybe Hillary did win, but that's because uh, she runs the game. That sort of thing. Yeah, she won, but it was a, he'll find some way to say it was, a, it was a crooked game anyway. So, and besides, Donald Trump wants to open his Trump television network, and he knows he's got a whole big audience full of stupid out there. And this is the difference. This is what happened. The, the difference in the Republican Party with the Trump supporters, I'm sorry to say it, is ignorance. Ignorance, which I refer to lovingly as stupid. I hate to quote Sarah Palin, but you can't fix stupid, and that means you really can't come together with stupid. Let me give you an example. Do you know that among white college-educated women who are normally Republicans, Hillary Clinton has a 27-point advantage? 27 points amongst women, white college-educated women who normally vote Republican, all voted for Romney last time. But with he has, she has a 26-point difference, deficit, with white, uneducated women. So ignorance, I don't think it's this woman. Ignorance is, I think ignorance is, is the operative word here. That's what Trump supporters operate on. So there's nothing you can say. So in terms of the FBI... Uh, the fact that Comey came out and said, oh, no, there's nothing, there's nothing, the damage was such as it could have been, has already been done. Because for ignorant people, all you have to do is say something that they would like to believe, and it becomes truth. So do I want to, how do I come together with stupid? That means I have to kind of say, oh, yeah, okay, stupid's okay. I'm tempted to say this. The states that Trump wins, they're the new American Confederacy. Bye! This time we don't need a war. Just split the sheets peacefully. Goodbye. Have all the things that Trump wants you to have. Have your crappy health care. Have your low wages. Have all the things that Trump wants you to have. And have a nice time. And, and, and then the, those, those of us liberals who are ruining the country can have our way. Hallelujah. And we'll see who, and we'll see who, prosper, who, who actually prospers. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. I hear you. I understand, and I and I certainly hope he concedes because you know the Supreme Court is not going to go against the will of the people. Uh, there has never been a time that somebody doesn't con- concede and that they win. Never in America's history. Never. There have been three times in our history, including the Al Gore, uh, where it was contested, it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court upheld the results of the winner of the Electoral College with the 270 votes. Uh, let's go next to, I think we had, uh, I think Reggie was on line, uh, where's Reggie? Reggie, line one, Georgia. Reggie, good afternoon. You're next. Quickly. 
Okay, uh, why are these Republicans keep obsessing about going over Hillary Clinton's emails? Because they don't have anything else on her, because they want to do anything that they can do to paint her as being crooked and to try and reduce uh, the likability that she has because she is not liked, but she's not liked less than Donald Trump is not liked. Okay, uh, qu- quickly. Okay, we are doing quickly. That was quickly. Uh, let's go uh, to uh, let's go to Andy in Santa Fe, New Mexico, line three, listening on KTRC. Quickly, Andy. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for standing up for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, it's a, a sorry thing that the uh, right wing has uh, tried to tar her with everything they have, and uh, um, and unfortunately, and I'm so sorry about it that the general media picks up on it, and none of it's true. Um, she's clean. She's very considerate. Uh, uh, she's incredibly intelligent and will make the greatest president uh, that we could think of. And, uh, and as far as the Bernie people out there, of which I was one, of course, but, but you know, how much power is uh, Bernie going to have in the other guy's administration, you know? So let's get let's get out there. Let's get out there and vote for Hillary Clinton. Let's get down and let's go. All right, thank you, Andy. Oh, I like him. Uh, let's go to Ishmael line two. Uh, Ish, quickly, Ishmael. Good afternoon. Yes, I'll make it quick. Um, Leslie Hillary, when she wins, she needs to make a list and kick behind, starting off with the uh, Equ- nation of Ecuador. And prosecute you one. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. She's got restraint, man. I, I'd like to strangle Assange. Michael in the Bronx, line five. Quickly, one uh, sentence or two. You got the last minute. Go. We still need an investigation, criminal investigation against Trump. All the violence, all the sex assaults. I mean, we can go down the list to be continued, but I don't want to swept under the rug, Leslie. Especially you know what? I got to tell you, Michael. With regard to those who came forward and accused him of sexual assault, I don't believe it'll be swept under the rug because I know Gloria Allred, and if you look at her track record, even if it takes years. Remember the actress on Melrose Place who was then off, and she uh, Gloria Allred had the suit against Aaron Spelling and won. Well, you may not remember that because it wasn't front page news once the actress wasn't on the hit TV show anymore. But she continued for years and won. I do believe she will continue to represent these women until the end, until there's a determination. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow on Election Day. It's almost over. Have a great afternoon or evening.